covering the German startup scene with news, interviews, and live events. Hello and welcome, everybody. This is Joe from StartupRate.io, your startup podcast, YouTube blog, and internet radio station from Germany, Austria, and Switzerland, bringing news and insights with our media partner, Deep Ecosystems here. Hey, Thomas, how are you doing? Great. Thank you, Joe. Today, we thought we're not bringing you a quarterly update. We do something differently. Today, we're talking about a certain topic. Our choice this time is artificial intelligence in Central and Eastern Europe. Thomas, thank you very much for doing all the digging and work. I have to admit, I myself haven't seen the presentation yet, um, um, but we totally get into it. I'll ask a few stupid questions as always. And if you're interested in learning more about what Thomas did, does and the deep ecosystem, um, you can go to their website or subscribe to our European startup pulse sub podcast where there's only content together with the deep ecosystems. Thomas, could you start with the definition? What is Central and Eastern Europe? Yes, thank you. Very good question. Central Eastern Europe is um, a term that subsumes a lot of countries that maybe not always want to be subsumed under that term, um, but in its widest definition, it would range from the Baltics down to uh, Turkey and um, maybe even the um, the initial parts of the uh, the Caucasus. So um, you have a very, very large region, depending on who you ask. Um, and central means basically you're in the area of Czech Republic, close to Germany and uh, Poland. Um, and then uh, Eastern Europe, that would speak to the Southern Eastern Europe, Balkan, um, East and West Balkan, down to Romania, and actually going further to, um, yeah, uh, even including Greece sometimes. So it's really a wide um, area that is being called Central Eastern Europe. For analytical purposes, um, it makes sense to to yeah, limit this to a set of uh, countries um, and then just stick with that. So for us, we have now included the Baltics in here and we go um, to down to Turkey, but without Turkey. We're not including Turkey. Mm -hmm without Turkey. And of course, on the uh, Western side, you stop at the German border, meaning Germany, Austria and Switzerland are not included here. And that's for the simple reason this is part of the European startup pulse. For everybody who sees me in the video, I'm looking a bit, little bit sweaty. I'm very sorry. Right now we have heavy snowfall here in Frankfurt and I struggle to make my way home in time. <laughs> Thomas, do you want to give us a little introduction into first the weather right now in Munich and secondly AI in CEE? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yes, the weather in Munich was quite tough uh, over the last weekend. Now we had the heaviest snowfalls ever recorded in history, but it was basically two days of complete chaos with no flights, no trains, but we're getting back to normal. And it was a good time to dive into data about Central Eastern Europe and artificial intelligence startups. Because you couldn't do anything else, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Tea, uh, drink tea, have some Christmas cookies and do data analysis. Well, that, that's a nice um, pastime. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so what do we do? Uh, we do what we always do. We tap into a lot of different data sources to answer questions that our partners and customers have. Um, and here, the question that we uh, discussed in the uh, in the 
preparation of this interview was how is the artificial intelligence innovation space um, playing out in Central Eastern Europe? We often hear the idea that CEE is um, the hidden gem of Europe where there is a lot of talent, a lot of geniuses that know how to um, build the, the next unicorn in AI. They are uh, coming from the CEE region. They're coming from Eastern Europe and it's just about to discover them. So there's a lot of excitement about um, the region with its strong developer talent. Um, and we are, uh, we are, yeah, we wanted to analyze how the startup scene is tapping into that and how CEE looks in terms of AI startups. I may add that a lot of European startups, Germany, UK, France, Italy, wherever, they tend to have so-called tech hub, meaning having development teams not on site, but as they call it, niche or in Central or Eastern Europe. So there is a lot of um, good coders trained by well-known startup and tech names out there. So that's, that's basically, I do believe, a big resource for um, all the good developers there as well. Yes, indeed. So we see a lot of expansion of startups early on already. Um, early stage teams, even before the first funding round, are often made up of talent and uh, entrepreneurs that come together um, over uh, borders. No, it's not limited to only I'm the founder that had the idea I start in Berlin and my whole team is in Berlin. That's actually not the picture we're seeing. We're seeing that from the start, there is like um, there's teams that span across borders and it might very well be that even in the early stages of having an idea and developing an idea, a Berlin-based founder is already collaborating with one in Bulgaria, in Poland, um, and they, they work together via, via the internet and they might have never met even, but they um, develop this idea jointly. Mm -hmm. I have been in the past uh, talking to a lot of um, startup companies here in Germany that either have the tech hub in Croatia or in Serbia. Yes, that might be um, uh, very well true. No? We see that um, they can be anywhere. Uh, Balkan uh, is, is uh, very well positioned in this area. Croatia very much with the EU membership makes things very easy. Serbia maybe is a bit uh, different. I know that uh, there's also by unicorns, um, you have like developer hubs um, sprouting up in uh, Greece, in uh, Poland, etc. So there is definitely this kind of expansion and this nearshoring, as you call it. Um, mm -hmm. It's relatively safe. No? You can commute there, you can fly there if you need to. Um, and otherwise, regulation is similar. Mm -hmm. Sure. So sorry for interrupting you in the introduction so often. Just go ahead and shoot. Yes, no, no. I just uh, wanted to answer that question quickly, but uh, we can, of course, dive into the presentation and uh, go through the various findings. Mm -hmm. Sure. So let's, as always, we do have a slideshow associated with that. If you're listening to this on our internet radio station or on our audio podcast, Gadao Hindi here in the show notes, there will be a link to it or look on our medium blog for AI in CEE or something like that. There will be, it will be available there. Very good. Yes, I'm very happy if people download this presentation and maybe even um, ask questions, use the data for their um, for their own presentations, um, show how they position in AI uh, using these insights. That's very much uh, welcome. So 
please download it and uh, see what you can make of it. Um, first of all, I think the first question that we had was um, what the AI trend in, in Europe looks like over time, right? Um, so we wanted to look at investments. We wanted to look at the ecosystem activity and the attention the topic gets. And um, actually what we did, we mapped out exactly these three things. And um, you see here quite surprisingly maybe that AI investments are A, on a very high level already. Maybe the graph is a little bit misleading here because it's the, the lowest bar. But in principle, compared to other sectors, AI investments are relatively high in Europe already since um, quite some years. And it doesn't increase that much. No? So in the last years, it did not increase um, by tenfold or something. But we have a um, plus 11% increase um, versus 2020. Uh, when we take the 23 estimate. You know, we took all the investments we saw until um, the third quarter and estimated how many it would probably be until the end of the year. And um, that would give us an 11% increase versus 2020. Um, so this is not, let's say, going through the roof. No? Um, here we analyze, by the way, that's important. We have a bracket that we analyze for the number of deals. Um, because we, we don't want to skew the data too much. Um, we don't want to have the very early stage um, phases in this count. We don't want to have government grants in this count. We want to have serious VC investments. So we are counting the deals that are between 450,000 euros up to 100 million euros. Also, the later deals we exclude because the databases, um, they sometimes uh, use a bit faulty data there and uh, include also corporate rounds, M&A rounds in the, larger, um, in the larger sizes. So that's also something we wanted to exclude here. So this is the growth rate that we have in that bracket. Um, I think that's um, uh, quite interesting that it's not going through the roof yet, but steadily growing on a high level. On contrast to that, you see that news mentions of the topic AI in startup media has increased by 66% over the same time span. Um, that means the attention that AI gets is jumping a bit faster, uh, than a bit higher than uh, the investments themselves. So we see more attention, more interest, and that can be an early sign that, that this is also something that will push through to the investments and investments will go up um, uh, constantly, maybe even with a bigger jump in the near future. Is this your experience or do you have a real correlation already established there in terms of tracking of data if the media interest goes up? As you said, usually investment follows. C can you nail this down with a hard number or is this just an experience? Yes, so that, that is an experience that we have from looking at the developments over the last years. Uh, we're tracking news um, uh, for startups uh, since 2020, and we do see that it correlates very closely. Uh, the, um, the topics that are mentioned in the news, they correlate very closely with also the investments. The same is true for meetups. Um, you see also that meetups are the first thing that kind of rises in a topic. Now, when you have a trend, there's founders that are starting to organize around a new buzzword, around a new uh, issue, and you see kind of a, um, a bulb happening in the beginning, um, a lot of meetups happening, 
and then um, the hype goes uh, a bit down. The meetups are not, let's say, um, always on that very high level. Um, but uh, it, the beginning is done now, so the community has formed. Fewer meetups survive. There is some consolidation, but the community really, um, yeah, uh, maintains its uh, momentum from that community that was created. Um, and then you see that after some time, also the investments come. Investments are always a late uh, and lagging indicator because they're the last thing that happened, uh, especially mm -hmm. if you look at sums of investments. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very good. Shall we go to the next one? <laughs> yes, yeah, sure. Partis AI topics. Ah, of course, the machine learning, big data, computer vision, natural language processing, AI hardware, deep learning, and other. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Can you give us a little bit more information on that as well as all the stuff or some of the stuff that is hidden behind other? Yes. I mean, there is a lot of AI um, out there, a lot of AI solutions, and it's not always easy to identify into which box they fall. So other is um, is a big group. No? Um, so this can be um, vertical applications. This can be uh, various things, or this could be also just unknown, right? that we don't mm -hmm. know if it falls into one of the other categories. Um, yeah, and you see that basically the um, the machine learning as a, let's say, as a, a base, let's say, affiliation that a lot of uh, AI companies would have um, is on top. I mean, mm -hmm. um, you will have machine learning also in um, uh, the, the other parts, right? So it's not mutually exclusive necessarily. But um, what you see is that these are the words and the, um, the categorizations that um, uh, that we see most often in databases, like, for example, in this case, it's Crunchbase. Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's an analysis by the recursive. Um, so you see what the affiliations are. And maybe what is interesting is that natural language processing, which is a very specific field, or computer vision as very specific fields, are uh, high up, while machine learning and big data are more general terms that could apply to various things. Um, but then these specific niches, computer vision and NLP, as well as AI hardware, I mean, that's that's quite interesting that they pop up here as mm -hmm. particular fields. This is for CEE, by the way. So this analysis is already diving deeper into Central Eastern Europe, um, breaking down the, um, the hottest topics. Um, yeah, going back maybe to, to the overall look, um, we were asking, uh, so you know, we have the startup heat map. The startup heat map is, um, uh, among other things, a survey where we ask every year what startup hubs founders would like to start their company in. And we can break this down for AI founders. So founders in AI, where would they see their um, uh, the best destinations for starting an AI company? And what is interesting here is that, for example, um, Berlin is uh, overtaking London here in terms of where AI founders want to go. Uh, it's, uh, it's higher rated than in the general, let's say, um, question or the general ranking. Most popular startup hubs in Europe, London is number one. But for AI, Berlin is number one and actually by quite some margin. So um, that's quite interesting. You do see that CEE is not so big on the map. Now that is a bit the um, 
the challenge I would say that we that we have here. The the map has wider leaning towards the west side. I see. I see Belgrade, Bucharest, Sofia, Thessaloniki, Istanbul, Athens, uh, Zagreb, Ljubljana, Bratislava, I assume, Warsaw, Riga, Tallinn, uh, Stockholm, and there sh should be there should be more up here, but uh, already a few well-known names here. Exactly. Yes. So everyone that is shown here has received a number of votes. Um, those that are not shown, they have not been mentioned. No? So that is um, that means we we have um, at least they are on the map and on the radar. Founders recognize these places as potentially a place to go to. Um, but it seems like from destinations where founders want to go, really CE is rather the place that, that they would leave. And uh, Western and even Mediterranean um, destinations are more popular. Nordics, by the way, also not so popular in comparison uh, to, the, to the rest. Now, we wanted to analyze this um, a bit deeper and uh, we said, okay, what does that um, geography look like? What's the geography of AI hubs in Europe? Mm -hmm. And we just put out here the investment deals that we saw for AI startups for four years. Not mm -hmm. 2020 to 2023, the number of deals in AI startups um, per city. And then you see London on top with a large margin that is like the typical situation. A lot of startups get funded in, um, mm -hmm. uh, in London. But also here you see um, at the margin um, of what is this, maybe the top 15, um, you see Warsaw and Tallinn as uh, in Istanbul, if you will, we don't include it in CE, but it shows up here. Um, so um, you could show that there is some hubs in CE that even reach, let's say, the top 20, top 15, I'm not quite sure now, um, of the um, uh, of the European ranking. Mm -hmm. The whole thing um, gets interesting when you then look at individual hubs. Um, and what we can then see in CE is that there's uh, maybe hope that this will even change and even turn a bit more in favor of CE. Um, what we looked at here was how did the different hubs in CE perform against the EU average um, quarter over quarter? Mm -hmm. And here you can see three quarters um, and, and four cities in uh, CE. And you see that they actually... Um, almost always hit the EU average in each quarter mm -hmm. and often even go beyond. Uh, mm -hmm. um, and that's uh, so that shows that um, in 2023, the CE hubs have been growing above the average of the EU. Um, and that might change the picture in the future. Mm -hmm. uh, Tallinn here with, uh, with a very high number, Bucharest with a high number, Budapest mm -hmm. with a constant good number. Um, so that there is potential um, in these individual hubs here. Mm -hmm. So that that would mean the hidden gems we already discovered is Bucharest, Budapest, Warsaw, and Tallinn as AI hubs in CEE. Definitely, you could say that. Yes. So there's there's mm -hmm. definitely something happening. Um, we went then further to analyze. Um, maybe let me jump through this. But um, further, we analyzed um, where founders come from. 
where where mm-hmm. are founders being born that go into AI? Uh, and um, that's quite interesting because here again, similar um, similar hubs pop up. Um, we looked at the um, participants of the top accelerators in Europe, some 120 mm-hmm. accelerator programs in Europe, who participates in them and who participates in them with an AI startup, right? Mm-hmm. And there's 2,465 AI startups since 2017 that participated in these 120 top accelerator programs. Mm-hmm. So, and these 2,500 almost, 10% of them, the founders come from CE. No? So that's 10% um, of all the new, let's say, fast-growing um, uh, startups accelerated by Europe's top programs. That, I think, is quite quite big. No? So 10% um, make it into these programs from CE. So I think the talent that you find in CE um, is quite sought after. And we do see um, exciting new startups being created by founders from CE. They might not always be in CE, but they come from there and they got their education there and uh, learned how to develop these solutions. And yeah, so in absolute numbers here on top, you see Poland is in the top 10 um, in terms of founders originating, um, uh, AI founders origins. Um, Mm -hmm. And then per capita, CE is just ahead of everyone. Per capita, Estonia, um, Latvia, these are the first two in terms of producing AI founders and then mm-hmm. followed by Slovenia. So there is quite some, um, there's quite some movement, uh, from these countries. I see. So we should say that, uh, Poland, Estonia, Latvia and Slovenia are a big source of AI entrepreneur talent. Would that be correct? Yes, you can say that. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we do have like the founders that pass the threshold to join top accelerator programs. Mm-hmm. Many of them come from Central Eastern Europe, even if though the majority of the programs happen in Western Europe. So that, that is quite, um, uh, quite astonishing and, and a strong sign. Mm-hmm. You said something about the developers as well. And uh, so we wanted to look at, uh, is it true that CE has these big pools of developer talent, right? And, um, well, partly, yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, partly (laughs) in in Germany, we have this wonderful word, jein, meaning a combination of ja, yes, and nein, no, jein. I think that applies here. Yes. I mean, you do have. Um, so I think what CE does not have is the high concentration of economic hubs like London, Paris, uh, Berlin, even uh, where you mm-hmm. just have a lot of attraction and new developers are moving in. So you don't have like one place that gathers all of the developers. Um, but if you look at the breadth of the whole region, you see that in the space, there is a lot of developers and some Cities, they even have a very high per capita um, uh, concentration. Prague and Budapest stick out here in terms of number of developers that are um, uh, working from there. Mm-hmm. It's a bit different from the picture before. No? In Slovenia, you don't have that high concentration. In mm-hmm. Warsaw, you don't have that high concentration. Um, 
they are also big cities and it's not, let's say, a place where a lot of developers are um, uh, flushing into. Um, so it, it's a bit different than, let's say, maybe the expectation or the image that they have. Um, but I think it's still true that there's a lot of developers in CE. They might just not concentrate yet so mm -hmm. much in individual cities. Mm -hmm. I see, see. Great. Then some interesting finding was that uh, we looked at data science talent. Um, mm -hmm. There is a nice report by Sequoia that talks about um, uh, developer talents in, uh, in Europe. And they mapped out different specializations even. And here we do not see CE pop up yet. They only give us the top five rankings per, uh, per um, topic. But we looked now, for example, at data science. Uh, and in the ranking in data science talent, CE does not reach the top five ranks. So um, I think here we see the classical economic hubs, London, Paris, Zurich, Berlin, and here also Madrid, they mm -hmm. pull in a lot of um, developers, um, hiring them, relocating them, and that kind of attraction gives them this um, this uh, big lead in terms of how many data scientists they have in the uh, in the hub. So um, this is maybe again a bit of a problem of concentration. Um, you don't have the capital available in CEE in the individual economic centers to pull in and create really that um, yeah, buzzing developer hub that maybe you have in, 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 in London. Mm -hmm. I see. Yes, and finally, we want to give like a bit of a complete overview now because now we heard a lot of different data points, etc. And so what does how does that look now in totality? Uh, and then the first thing that we, we, we did was we did a map with the investments. Uh, so the investment deals are here on the map. So you see the size of the bar. It's a bit hard to compare, but we'll see how, uh, where it pops out. Um, you see where investments happen in startups in CE. And actually that is, um, as we saw in the very first analysis, um, Tallinn in Estonia, Warsaw, Prague, uh, Bucharest, and a bit, um, a bit as well in Budapest, um, much less in Bratislava, Belgrade, Sofia, um, Poznan. No, that's also there. Hmm? These are the places that where where investments happen. On the left, you see a complete picture. Let's say across three categories: so investments, meetups as a proxy for ecosystem activity and the sum of developers. And we kind of, uh, yeah, we sorted the um, the cities by the average score per meetup, uh, per, per category. Um, so that basically means on average, Warsaw performs best in each of the three categories, followed by Bucharest, followed by Prague, followed by Budapest, followed by Sofia, and then only Tallinn. Uh, so uh, interestingly enough, um, the, these are the hubs that are on average from the, um, uh, from the scores reach the highest. Mm -hmm. That is pretty good. That means that are actually the places everybody who is listening and is looking to start a developer hub, looking at an AI hub. That are the cities you need to have uh, to pay closer attention to. 
Yes, I think this is a first um, overview of what's happening in CEE and where it is happening. Um, I think it's interesting that we see, let's say, the classical economic leaders in Central Eastern Europe also being on top here. Um, EU membership definitely seems to give a boost. Um, Poland as, let's say, the largest country in the, uh, in the CE, except for the Ukraine, um, is also leading with Warsaw, um, followed by Romania, Bucharest. That might be a bit surprising. Prague on third, um, definitely one of the stronger economic players um, that also has now a good startup scene and, uh, and starting to have this AI scene as well. Mm -hmm. I see. So, Thomas, thank you very much for those deep insights. Everybody who'd like to learn more, go down here in the show notes. There will be a link to your company's website, to the research report, and of course, um, your LinkedIn profile so everybody can ask more questions about it. I do believe we will meet again pretty soon in the new year to have another reporting together. Absolutely. And looking forward to the next question you pose to us what we should analyze also if the listeners have an idea what they want to learn about we are happy to analyze your question and give you um, a quick overview of where things are standing thank you have a good day bye bye thank you that's all folks find more news streams events and interviews at www.startuprad.io. Remember, sharing is caring. 